1: Thank you for listening in. Our sovereign God is merciful, gracious, slow to anger, and will not keep his anger forever. As we grow and become more like him, we find that we can handle our anger righteously and through him show others that they can do the same. Left unchecked, anger can be disastrous. Nationally and internationally, not a day goes by without hearing of devastating events that change lives and families forever. Listen closely with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander speaks to us through the Holy Spirit on controlling our anger. Turn with us to the book of Genesis, chapter
2: 4, verses 3 through 6, as we continue to preach on Cain and Abel. Genesis, chapter 4, verses 3 through 6a, it says, And, and in the presence of time it came to pass that Cain brought an offering to Of the fruit of the ground to the Lord, Abel also brought of the first fruit of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And those last four words is our subject for this morning. Why are you angry? We live in a very, very angry society. And you don't have to look far to find anger. You can see it everywhere. It is absolutely embedded in the fiber of our society. For example, we have seen road rage where irate people will give you the finger while others will pull a gun out and blow another driver away because of anger. Then there is anger in sports starting in little league competitions where parents get into altercations with each other and even become furious and hit the referee. In professional sports, baseball players will deliberately hit another player with a baseball or a basketball player will use an elbow to knock another player unconscious. All because of anger. And then there is the hockey Game where uh, a hockey player will use a stick as a weapon to hit another player, even in the head. There is anger in politics where elected officials will dig up dirt on their opponent, calling it opposition research, and leak information about their opponent to the media. Uh, there's anger all over the place. There's anger at the judicial system. Many Americans are angry because the IRS is not being held accountable for their actions, while others are angry because of sequestration, uh, because of their personal income being reduced, and they're losing a day of work and what have you. And then there are tyrannical judges who will do what is right in their own eyes, even overturning decisions disregarding the will of the people and even the word of God. In other words, your vote can be cast out and they determine what is done. People are angry. Never seen so much anger all around. Anger even exists in the church where people go on strike and refuse to attend church. They will not serve uh, they will not give of their finances to support the work of the ministry because they are angry at pastors, elders, leadership. They're angry at some kind of committee or another member of the church. And even in the home, there are escalating. There is escalating tension, strife, abuse and acts of violence because of anger. In this passage, we can clearly see that Cain is not just angry. He is very angry at God and his brother. And then we see the devastating consequences, which results from being angry too long. In verse five, you see here, it says, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell in verse five. Cain's heart was so filled with anger that it instantly revealed itself. He was angry at God. And he was angry at his brother Abel. Cain wasn't just angry. He was burning with rage. For the scripture says in verse 5 that Cain was very angry. What is anger? I, I defined it last week, but I want to define it again because we need to know what it is in order to, to appropriately deal with it. Anger is a God-given emotion expressed through a strong feeling of displeasure. Anger is an emotion or passion directed towards God, towards self or others in response to a real or perceived wrong, which is often expressed through physical aggression and hostility. This is a very angry society. Mothers are angry. Fathers are angry. Wives are angry, brothers are angry at brothers, sisters are angry at sisters and uh, civil rivalry and all of these things as a byproduct of anger. Some of you have been angry so long you don't even realize you're angry anymore. It's just the nature of who you are and God has moved me by the Spirit of God to preach this message so that we can get a handle on this business called Anger, And I tell you something, uh, you can't pop a pill uh, from the medicine cabinet and be cured of your anger. That's right. Anger is a is something that has to be addressed spiritually so that you can be healed to the glory of God. And we must realize that all anger is not wrong, nor is all anger sin. Even God himself becomes angry at rebellion, he becomes angry at sin, God even becomes angry at evil. For the scripture says in Deuteronomy nine seven and eight, remember, do not forget how you provoked the Lord your God to wrath in wilderness, in the wilderness, from the day that you departed from the land of Egypt until you came to this place. You have been rebellious against the Lord. Also in Horeb, you provoked the Lord to wrath so that the Lord was angry enough with you to have destroyed you. Now, you know, when God desires to destroy you because of your rebellion, you know, he's angry. And not only do we see anger with God, the father, but we even see anger with God, the son. I didn't didn't share this scripture last week, but the Lord gave it to me for this week. In Matthew chapter 21, verses 12 through 13, it says, then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Jesus was angry. And he had a righteous indignation because of what was going on in the house of God. Paul says to the church at Ephesus in Ephesians chapter four, verses 26 through 27, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Verse six a in the text, we see God's probing question. Go back to the text. God's probing question Verse 6a says, So the Lord said to Cain, and this is our big idea. This is the subject. Why are you angry? Some of you, that's the question we pose to you today. Why are you angry? Why is your child so angry? Why is that co-worker so angry? Why is the member in the choir so angry? Why is the preacher so angry? Why is that deacon so angry? Why is that usher so angry? Why are you angry? What are you doing here so angry? How do you worship God in a spirit of anger? What are the consequences of prolonged anger? Because if the truth be told, some of you have been angry far too long and God wants to sift and purge all of the anger out of you. Well, what what are the consequences of prolonged anger? Number one, anger brings on a loss of joy. Genesis four five b says, and Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. When you have anger that's undealt with, your joy will be gone. The smile on your face will be gone. You you have you have the inability to to, to even laugh. You just you just sour. You're humdrum. You, you, you're evil. You, you get mean. You, you, you do little cynical things because underneath is an angry spirit. Number two, why? What are the consequences of anger? As in the case of Cain, one will be open to be exploited by Satan, who is our enemy. Genesis 4, 7b says, and if you do not do well, Cain, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you. The, the, listen, if you harbor and hold on anger too long, Satan will use that anger to get the best of you and to even bring about your demise because of anger. You can lose that job because of anger. There will be a setback because of anger. You do something that you will regret 10 years from now. You say, what on this side of heaven was I thinking about because of anger? What are the consequences of anger? Number three, one, one becomes emotion driven and not led by the Holy Spirit, which hinders one from receiving wisdom from God. Be mindful that your emotions can blur your judgment. That's big. Your emotions can blur your judgment and it causes an inability to make sound and wise decisions. In other words, what are you saying? Anger can bring on temporary insanity. I didn't say that last week, but God has just given me some other things to say. Anger can literally bring on temporary insanity. And, and they even use that in court where they killed that person because they were temporarily insane. Yeah, but that's still no excuse, folks, for killing somebody. <laughs> temporarily insane. You so insane? until you slam the door. You're so insane Till you scream at your wife. you so insane, you push or you will even strike your spouse. The whipping on your child is not just um, chastening. It becomes abusive because of anger. You will cuss somebody out and call them every four-letter word. <laughs> I remember a uh, dear pastor friend of mine, uh, he had one of the deacons in a meeting cussed him out. I'm not gonna call the name the church. Y'all try to figure out who was that. I'm not gonna even lead you on. So don't go there. Just listen to the illustration. <laughs> cussed him out to no end. You know when you, when people are angry, you have to know how to hold your composure, or else their being a fool will make a fool out of you. You know, he did in so many words, he just took his little glasses off. And he said, now, listen, vegan, so-and-so, I know every one of those words you just said to me. I just choose not to go there. And I choose not to say it. Just because somebody strike out and do something wrong with you, to you, uh, against you, doesn't give you the right to retaliate. Because if you retaliate, then they don't know who is the fool. do not you say Amen. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The Holy Spirit will keep you from going into a state of temporary insanity. Uh, uh What does what does anger do? Uh, fourthly, it causes loss of potential blessings. There are blessings you could have had that you will not receive because of of anger. It, it keeps you from being in the will of God. It keeps God from doing his best work through you, to you, for his glory. That's right. It keeps you from getting a certain job. It it keeps you from advancing to a certain level. It keeps you from listening to God and, and hearing what, what God is saying. In Deuteronomy chapter 3, verses 25 through 27, um, the scripture says, I pray, let me cross over and see the good land beyond the Jordan, those pleasant mountains uh, and Lebanon. But the Lord was angry with me on your account and would not listen to me. So the Lord said to me, enough of that, Moses. Speak no more to me of this matter. Go up to the top of Pisgah and lift your eyes toward the west, the north, the south, and the east. Behold it with your eyes, for you shall not cross over this Jordan. Even Moses missed the physical promised land. Now he made the spiritual promised land, but he missed the physical promised land because of anger uh, at the children of Israel, because of their rebellion. God told him to speak to the rock, and, and uh, he struck the rock, stole God's glory, and uh, he did not cross over. And uh, he had a chance to see it, but he would not cross over. As powerful as this man was, a friend of God, commune with God, received the law from Mount Sinai. Uh, uh, the Lord used him to point that staff toward the Red Sea, and the sea opened up, uh, split open on both sides, and he walked. The, the children of Israel walked through on dry ground and all the things that Moses did. And yet he missed the promised land. And that's something in it for us. Satan is always out to discount everything we have done and cause us not to finish. Well, to not finish well. And, um, and we need to learn lessons from Moses. He missed his physical potential blessing because of anger. Number five, an inability to worship God because of broken fellowship with God. An inability to worship God because of broken fellowship with God. Psalms 24, three through four A, it says, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. When you are angry, you cannot shout. You you cannot sense God's presence. You you won't say amen. You 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 sit there and have rocks in your jaws. You'll leave like you cane. There's no transformation. You're absolutely miserable, and you make everybody sitting around you miserable. You'll mumble under your breath and just loud enough for others to hear, but not loud enough for the preacher to hear. And so anger, 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 anger. Anger will warp you of your worship. You come in mad, call yourself worshiping mad, and you leave mad. Go home and eat fried chicken mad. Then go to bed mad. And God says I'm sick of you. I'm going to let you be consumed by your own anger. If you want to go there and you want to stay there, I'll let it destroy you. I'll let it wipe you out. You angry person, you. You see, So the inability to worship God because of broken fellowship with God, uh, uh, what does what does anger do? It brings about a broken relationship and fellowship with others. Listen, once your once your fellowship has been broken with God, your communion has been broken with God. Then what happens is that it breaks your communion with others around you, your, your fellowship with others around you. Maybe it's with a husband and wife. Uh, a parent and child, a coworker, a member in the church, and on and on it goes. So when your fellowship with God is broken, then it, it impedes your fellowship uh, with others. You walk around, not speak, not talk, purposely try to disconnect and, and not see each other because you're mad. Uh, number seven, it steals your freedom in Christ. Galatians 5, 1 says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Anger puts you in prison. It, 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 it bounds you. It puts you in bondage. It restricts you. You're in a self-made prison because of your anger. And God is saying, I, listen, I want to do so much more with you. But your anger won't let me. I want to do so much more with you and through you and to you. But your anger is blocking what I want to do with you to get you to the next level. Some of you are angry at your past. You're angry at some injustice of the past. You're angry at something that happened with one of the siblings or perhaps how your parents handle you or perhaps... Uh, You're angry because of some abuse in your childhood and you refuse to release that to Jesus. You've not even got counsel. The truth be told, you're still in bondage and God wants to free you from the, the injustices of your past. God is able to heal the wounds and the injustices of the past because God wants to do something special with you right now. Uh, number eight, prolonged anger can cause even sickness and death. Genesis of 4, 8b says, And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel in Abel his brother and killed him. Ang- anger makes you sick. Anger makes your blood pressure rise. That's right. Ang- anger makes an ugly face. That's right. Anger depresses you. Uh, Anger makes you miserable, makes you sick, causes knots to come up in your throat and in your stomach, takes away your sleep, gives you a headache, a migraine. It just messes you up. No sleeping medicine can even put you to sleep because your anger won't let you sleep. You toss and turn Because of that person, just just get on your last nerve. Prolonged anger can cause sickness and death. And I know I'm talking to somebody in here. That's right. All of us have to be careful. From me to the back door. And some of you have been angry so long, you don't even realize you're angry anymore. Allow me to give God's prescription for healing your anger. Allow me to give God's prescription for healing your anger. Number one. If you do not know the Lord as your personal savior, you need to call on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. For the Lord is the only one who is able to heal your bitterness, to heal your rage, to heal your fury and to heal your wrath. The Lord, you need to to come to Jesus because without Christ, you cannot be healed of anger. John fifteen five b says, apart from Christ, you can do nothing. Unless you repent and surrender your anger to Jesus, it will destroy you. The scripture says in Luke 13, 3, I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. You, you, if you don't repent and turn from your sins and, and turn to Jesus Christ, you will perish. And if you don't repent And renounce that anger and let God deal with it. Your anger can even cause you to perish. Uh, God's prescription for healing your anger. Number two, admit that you are angry. In other words, do not suppress or deny how you feel. Remember that anger, which is denied or suppressed, can never be healed. You just stuff it and stuff it and stuff it and stuff it until all of a sudden you boom, you explode. James 5, 16a says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. If you're going to be healed of anger, you must pray. And if you're praying, God will begin to dry up and dissipate that anger. You can't, listen, you can't really pray earnestly to the heavenly father and then get up and still be angry. If you if you can earnestly pray to God and you get up, thank you praying to God, and you can get up just as mad at the person as before, you pray get back down there, stay down there two or three more hours because you're still mad. You got up too quickly. Automatic. Oh God, help me, Jesus. That's very very critical. Um, uh, God's prescription for healing your anger number three. After identifying the root cause of your anger, resolve it as quickly as as you possibly can, lest it destroy you and greatly affect those around you. The longer you are angry, uh, the worse it's going to be for you. It doesn't get better. It keeps spiraling downward, downward, downward until you bottom out into something terrible. So identify the root cause and resolve it As quickly as you possibly can. Fourthly, if necessary, seek biblical counseling instead of allowing anger to destroy your life. It will destroy your life. It will destroy your marriage. It will destroy your family. There are marriages that are broken up now because of anger. That's right. There are children who have run away from home because of anger. There there, there are children who don't want to go back home because of angry parents. Can't do anything right. The parents are angry. And then sometimes the parents don't want to go see the children because the children are in a perpetual state of anger. Fifthly, wait on the Lord and be patient. For Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11a says, he has made everything beautiful in its time. There's nothing that can intrude into your life that God can't fix in due time. In other words, anger causes one to be hasty You got to wait on God. He makes things beautiful. And don't be so angry till you move beyond the will and purposes of God. In other words, anger causes one to be hasty and react foolishly, which compounds the problems to no end. Number six, instead of focusing on what makes you angry, meditate on that which is good and lovely. Meditate on that which is good and lovely. God wants to heal you, He wants to help you. You said, what do you meditate on? Uh, the great, one of the great scriptures you can meditate on is Philippians four and eight. Everybody need to write that down, jot it down. You need to read it over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again. Finally, brethren. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report. If there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditating on the right things will dissipate and heal your
1: anger. Anger left on its own to brood and fester leads to all kinds of ungodly thoughts and behaviors. To name a few, turning away from God, hate, resentment, discontentment, lying, cheating, and different forms of violence, including murder. What, my brothers and sisters, is the answer? Total surrender to Almighty God who supplies and fulfills all our needs. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683